we're back, guys. Uh, it's been a what feels like a long hiatus. We're back, back in the theater, seeing yeah. a new movie. It was a long hiatus, actually. A little too long, right? See, we this. So, just so you listener know, this is the second time we're doing the intro, <laughs> and it's actually worse than the first. Now, yes. Uh, <laughs> What's funny is we, you know, we're in Southern California. For those outside of Southern California, and we're experiencing both hurricane, tropical storm, and earthquakes all in one day, and we can't even bring that in. Yeah, well, and you just dated the episode now, so um, that's why we. That's why I didn't bring you guys in on the first one. Sorry, oh. no offense. Okay, I think, I think you're gonna have to use the first one. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go with the first one. All right, let's talk about the movie Blue Beetle. Here we go. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I see dead people. Hasta la vista, baby. You can't handle the truth. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. All right, so Blue Beetle, it is uh, our film this week. Um, a DC character not known by a whole lot of people. This is the the, the so-called start to the new era of DC's kind of franchise. They're starting with um, with Peter Safran and James Gunn at the helm of DC. And um, so, gentlemen, we all saw the movie. Let's, uh, let's kind of get into it and talk about some of the things that stuck out to us. Obviously... Kind of just for viewers and how we kind of do this, we have like five questions that we kind of kind of use as the framework. Um, and, you know, those are uh, what is good. You know, what what are the themes of the story? What's good? What's evil? How is those portrayed? What, what was your initial thoughts, gentlemen? Well, having uh, been a fan of the DC comics for when I was a kid, a, a huge Superman fan, Batman, um, I actually didn't know anything about Blue Beetle. Going into the movie, I had... Uh, nothing and so i went in purely as a as a fan of movies to watch it and i came away it was entertaining I, i'll say that uh, i wouldn't say it's the best movie made i wouldn't even say it's the best dc uh movie i'm sure we can get into um which ones we think that is but i think has some some good themes uh family being probably the one that's the the most clear uh that comes across Talk about like the family component there, Dr. Beals, in regards to like how it's portrayed. Um, and is it a traditional family, non-traditional? Like what's, you know, in a world of confusion and chaos as it uh, pertains to roles uh, and the family dynamic, this was a breath of fresh air because you did have a traditional family. Uh, you even had the grandma that was there and the sister and the mom and dad and uh, very close knit um, and family values were uh, interwoven throughout the movie. Um, and uh, so a traditional family that really supported each other, were there for each other. And at the end, uh, were fighting for each other. Obviously, this is this is a film that deals with Hispanic culture uh, that plays a heavy role in the film. Uh, and there's a young lady who kind of comes into it that has this scarab that is what creates the blue beetle and she she comes from wealth and uh, uh you know a really rich uh, a family of great power and she notices that there's all she's had everything you could possibly want in life but always doesn't but she never feels fulfilled doesn't feel like she has found her purpose and yet sees this family and sees that they have love because they just have each, just by just having each other is what they need uh, which again was was like you said refreshing to see and and another thing too the father wasn't portrayed as an idiot uh the uncle maybe a little bit uh but he's really there more for com you know comedic 
relief. The whole family component was refreshing. I mean, let's face it, in our culture today, going into these movies and what we're hearing, it's up and coming. You, you kind of don't know what to expect. You know, I love the fact, you know, in terms of the brother and the sister relationship as well. I love the fact that somebody coming from outside saw that there was something different to them and that she understood that it was a family and she missed that relational component uh, in her life. It was, it was good. Yeah. You saw the, um, the lead character and his family not having very much being poor, but what they had was the the love and the core values of family. And then you had a, another, you know, the, the lady, the young lady actress whose family was tragic. Dad was uh, missing or dead or something. Um, her aunt was uh, just uh, the villain, really, the ultimate villain in the movie. And then um, the main bad guy uh, came from a tragic family as well, right? Uh, family dying, um, really. You know, he. one of the things that, the theme that kept coming up again and again, when the Blue Beetle would fight uh, whatever the, the bad guy was, I don't remember his name, the villain, um, family makes you weak versus family makes you strong and that was a dynamic that uh came in again and again and again where the villain was like oh you're weak for wanting to try to save your family and then at the end it was the family that saved him and and he's the villain saw that and uh even had reflections back into his own memory of his own family and things like that so that was really i would say front and center theme so you've got uh obviously family um, the bonds of family portrayed as good, uh, a good theme, um, a value. What are some things that were portrayed as, you know, ignoble, evil? Uh, the, the first one that really stuck out to me, and we've honestly we've seen this in a lot of recent films, is the idea of capitalism yeah. uh, <laughs> being evil, which is so ironic to me, considering there's nothing I like more than having a bunch of rich people who have made a movie lecture me in the middle class about how bad capitalism is, yep. you know? <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, shut up. I don't listen. You you don't get it. That's the fact that you're making this movie speaks to how this process works. Yeah. I would say going into it, um, not ha having any understanding of what it was going to be about. I, it, the, there was kind of two themes that came out, and, and that was a very clear, um, in my opinion, the, like a subtle Marxist distinguishing of the classes. You had the, the elite rich, and you had the very poor. And the elite rich uh, were often, uh, I think every one that was a bad person was white. Um, yes. And there was, no, there was no good white person in the, the movie. And so you saw that dynamic where uh, they were affluent, they were rich, and they looked down on everyone. Even the secretary um, couldn't uh, figure out the guy's name. Uh, and you saw that um, even with uh, the main villain woman couldn't figure out her henchman's name uh, because they were both Mexican. And so you saw that it was uh, that was pretty prevalent in the class distinctions and the um, ethnic lines drawn. So evil was seen as white, powerful, rich, corporate, and capitalistic. You know, what's funny is kind of hopping off the capitalism theme is as much as they tried to portray capitalism as bad, actually what they showed is a very socialism-centric society where you have the elite and then you have everybody else down at the bottom that's depending on the elite 
for anything that they have. And that's what you see, right, in those in those socialistic countries. It's kind of ironic that what they're showing is not what they think they're showing. Yeah, and another interesting dynamic, if you pay attention, like, okay, so you have the poor family, they're Mexican. Uh, George Lopez plays uh, the crazy uncle uh, who's got the mullet and conspiracy theories. And and yet he's got like a tricked out expensive truck and all his gadgets are pretty expensive. Like, right. like it's not like so it just is like, OK, so what's going on here? Like, are they are they really poor? Um, yeah, and then they they also draw lines of gentrification, right? You you have areas that used to be lush and pretty of this made up city that's kind of like a combo. It almost looked like Miami meets like um, some California area that was stuck in Texas. Um, and so you have uh, you have that dynamic of where the the corporations and the wealth have moved in and moved out the uh, the poor people off into the distance. You know, one of the things, um, I, you know, in terms of that, I there's a couple things I saw that I thought was interesting. One is just how the the scarab and Jamie, right? He's the main character. You know, the Hi, Jaime, by the way. Jaime, excuse me, excuse me. You, you just totally <laughs> messed up his name, like the people in the movie. Dude, well, nice dude. job, White. Good job, yeah. Whitey. Well, there we go. <laughs> I think you need to go see the movie again. You obviously well, didn't uh, learn anything. Out. So, no, so Jaime, no. Anyway, <laughs> let me restart there. So Jaime, right? I'm and, leaving that in, just so you know, oh, by the way. Okay, great. <laughs> no, that's good. So Jaime and um, Kajida, right? They have to become one to work with each other. And one of the things they point out is that, you know, the host, Kajida, chose him, right? For whatever reason, they don't know, understand what that reason is. They don't know what that reason is um but it it chose him and you just kind of it's almost like this indwelling spirit type essence that you get um from it um at least that's that's how i how i perceived it what yeah. i think is impressive there okay. frills is the fact that you can get kashi da you nailed that name but can't yeah, right. get jaime <laughs> yeah, you know, right. yeah. Well, yeah. jamie okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I thought he was Jamie, and he was a good dude. And uh, better get back in the barn. Um, but uh, okay. So an interesting thing about Jaime was that um, that he had just when the movie starts, he's just getting back from graduating from college, Gotham. College Gotham. University. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Probably you know maybe even took a class with you know some other famous uh superheroes and that they there's this interesting kind of play on education um because there was a couple different times i think we're jason and i were sitting next to each other and you even leaned yeah. over me and yeah. said that's twice that they've talked about education yeah and, and then and stole some of my popcorn yeah. but right i, I digress. usually was like uh you know you'll go in debt and i'm like and, and your debt is to give me some of those kernels uh <laughs> that's right um, yeah that's yeah right. i think there was like a anti-educational thing and education was seen as the elites. Um, and so the poor person trying to get an education was going to go into debt. And then what it did show um, was that the person who had this, I think it was pre-law degree from Gotham, couldn't get a job and was uh, resorting to working as a hotel service um, cleaning staff. Um, and yeah, so it, it did seem to um, put that in a negative light. Uh, Beals, you said that you enjoyed the movie. Friels, what do you think? 
It was all right. I mean, I again, yeah. yes, it, very enjoyable. Not the best DC movie overall I've seen. I think the fact I, that I we can't even re- the fact that we can't even remember some of the names of some of the people I think is a testament to how well the yeah. movie plays. Right. Was I entertained the entire time? For the most part, yeah, I was. Um, so at least well, you, you know, good action, and you know, was entertained. And, and you're a big George I, Lopez fan, so. Yeah, I love, you know, hey, every family needs a crazy uncle, by the way. So <laughs> that's right. true. And if you don't have a crazy uncle, you're probably you are the crazy, you are uncle. The crazy uncle. Yes. yes. Exactly. That's, right. that's yeah. Right. Yeah, but, I, I I enjoyed it. I think it was like a cross between like Spider-Man, Iron Man, and like Green Lantern, like the way that his powers and all that worked. And um and he was a likable character. I would say that he and the the totally. main uh young lady were were both likable people. Um, I agree. They carried the movie. Yeah, and uh, and as far as acting, I feel like the villain was a terrible. Was acting, their acting was not very good. Um, And but yeah, you you laugh, you have fun, um, and and then you also walk away going, yeah, they're communicating some themes here, um, totally, both positive and negatively. Thank you for listening to Real Profs, a production of the Center for Thinking Biblically. To support this ministry, please visit thinkbiblically.org backslash donate. To learn more about the Master's University on campus and online undergraduate and graduate programs, visit masters.edu.